important that you learn what the, your value proposition is to your customers, because I think it's changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah. The value that we bring them is not the same value that we bring them today. Okay. Because, you know, it's obvious that they can get so much information online and through other means that they don't need us any anymore for that specific information. But there's other value that we bring that's, that's crucial and they need it. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the, you, and each customer might be a little different, but the ability to know a customer and understand what it is that's of value to them and how to bring it, that's a skill set that I think is critical for, for our uh, field sales role. Are you ready to elevate your leadership skills in the electronics manufacturing industry? Join Sana Vinding on a transformative journey as she unlocks the key to exceptional leadership in this dynamic field. Discover invaluable strategies, emerging trends, and best practices through expert perspectives and insightful interviews. This podcast is your ultimate resource for gaining a competitive edge, staying ahead of the curve, and shaping the future. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to leadership success in the world of electronics manufacturing. Welcome to Mind Innovation Leadership Podcast, empowering leadership excellence in the manufacturing industry. I'm your host, Sana Winding, and today I want to introduce today's guest, Adam Anderson. Adam is the Vice President at Norris & Associate. He's a highly accomplished professional with a proven track record of success across various industries. With over 15 years of experience in senior management and sales roles, Adam is a strategic leader known for driving business growth and achieving exceptional results. His expertise in project management, strategic planning, and business development has contributed to the success of numerous organizations. Adam is recognized for his outstanding contributions in the industry. So welcome, Adam. I'm happy we're here finally. Yeah, thank you, Sen. I, I appreciate it. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. So I always love to get started because we all have our passion for the industry. So I wanted to hear, you know, what excites you about the electronics industry? Sure. Sure. Well, um, so when I first entered the industry, uh, I had a uh, an engineering degree and I had a business degree, um, but I, I knew I wasn't um, really interested in, in just, just the engineering side of it. I really liked being out with people. I love the sales side of it. And so my first job was to work in distribution, and that's how I got introduced to the industry and uh, really enjoyed it. I love the fact that every day is different. Yeah. I'm out in front of customers. They're all different. They're all, they have different problems. They're all working on really interesting technology. Um, and there's no end to the challenges. So you're constantly trying to figure out ways to help your customer introduce solutions that, that you think will, will bring them value. Um, and it's, it's just a really challenging and exciting um, job. So I, I have enjoyed it and uh, it's been a great fit. Nice. That's good. It's good, right? And I, I can see the excitement as well. So within the company, I know you know you're growing, right? You've been hiring into your team as well. So let's let's touch about a little bit. How do you how do you make sure that the onboarding is is on target? And then also I think the whole, if we can talk about the communication, because communicating with within your company and communicating with customer is is a big challenge right now. Yeah, it it, it really is. It's uh things have changed so much in the last few years. Uh, as you mentioned, we are in sort of a growth mode at Norris. Uh, it's really exciting. We've hired a, a three new people this year, and it's um, it's great to have some some new people on the team. So when we on onboard them, 
we spent a lot of time, obviously, with product training, getting them up to speed. We, we schedule time for them to spend with each of our principals so they get to know the personalities um, and the people that are behind the products. Yeah. And then we, um, we, we make an effort to try to build a team as well. So we spend time together talking as a group, um, sharing experiences about what new applications we've seen, what new uh, customer problems maybe we can learn from. And so that's really helpful. Uh, the communication piece is really important. We have we have a regular team meeting where we all get together and we, we started off with some good news. So we each share either a new win or an application we hadn't seen before or just something we think the yeah. team could be encouraged by or learn from. Yeah. So we try to start it out on a positive note uh, and that seems to be uh, really appreciated. And then, you know, just as far as communication goes, there's so many emails flying around and I find it really challenging because we're just getting so many emails. So I, I think there's a lot of value in just picking up the phone and having a conversation with someone, whether yeah. it's someone on my team internally or a customer, right? Yeah. You can save about 20 emails by picking up the phone and having a conversation. And I think, you know, once you've developed trust with your customer, they'll pick up the phone yeah. and they'll call you back and they'll, they know that you want to help them. You've proven that you're going to do what you said you're going to do. And so that, that can really uh, go a long way in, in having a phone conversation and moving the problem forward. Yeah, yeah. They, they just need to know that it's you calling, right? Because I know if I'm getting a call, right, and it's a phone number, I'm like, it's suddenly someone on the East Coast. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so, right? <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I can pick up and then it's a, it's a sales pitch where I'm like, no, thank you. Um, but right. but if you have the phone number and you're a regular um, communicating, I think that is that is the way. To, because you get that human touch as well, right? Which is really important. Yeah, and and again, it's a, it goes back to building trust. I mean, you have to show the customer over time that you are trying to help them, that you yeah. can bring solutions to them. And once they learn that, um, you know, they they'll include you in in their problem solving process, and that's that's great. That's when you can really grow uh, yeah. the business with the customer. Yeah. In in the new way we're working, right? The, the hybrid way. Um, if if that's what we're calling, I'm calling it a hybrid way. So in in the hybrid way of, of working, how do you fit it in? Because if you go and talk to to distributors, right, or you talk to suppliers, and you talk to engineers, or you talk to people from procurement, making sure that you have everybody in the same place. Um, what's what's your secret right now? Well, um, so it's challenging, I guess. The the fact that uh, we're hybrid. A lot of our customers are working from home several days a week, maybe in the office a couple of days a week. And so what I find is that uh, there's really two types of interaction with customers. There's tactical interaction, which means that they have a problem which needs attention right away. And if that's the case, the best thing to do is to hop on a virtual meeting and bring in the resources. Because, you, you know, very quickly, I can have a call with my principal engineers from around the world that can bring support and the customer, and they really appreciate that speed. They want to get their problem solved quickly. Yeah. Um, and so what I try to do is, because I'm local here in my territory, I'll go to the customer in person, and then I'll bring in the rest of the team virtually. Yeah. So that way I can read the body language of the customer, and I can see what they're, what they're, they're doing um, and how they're reacting. But yeah. yet I'm also bringing all the resources from my principal from around the world if necessary, to solve the problem quickly. So that's kind of a, a tactical interaction. And then I think the other piece is strategic. And that's where you have a principle that says, hey, we have a new product 
that we think would be a great fit in your territory. Yeah. So we're going to be there in four weeks, five weeks, whatever. And we'd like you to put together a visit. And that's when you can go to your customer and say, hey, here's what we'd like to present. Here's the value proposition. We really think it'll be worth your time. Yeah. And then they can organize their team. They can say, okay, so-and-so will be here on this day, but they're normally not here, but we're going to pull them in. And they can pull in a really good in-person meeting, but it takes time and yeah. you have to plan it. It's a lot that's of planning. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. And I've, everybody is still hungry, right? If you go to a trade show or, or anything like a conference, you can see that's a lot of attention right now, a lot of participation. Um, people show up, right? And there's a lot of energy in the rooms or when you walk around. So it's, it's I think that's really nice to see that that's happening at, at the moment. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no lack of activity. Our customers are working on new designs. Uh, we're really uh, lucky here in New England. It's a wonderful market. We have all sorts of applications. We have military, medical, a uh, little bit of consumer, a lot of industrial. It's a great mix and a lot to, uh, to, lot to work on here. So Nice. So now that you're saying, you know, how you educate, right? The, the engineers that you work together with. How, how do you keep yourself up to date with everything is going on within the industry? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. And, and I, I consider myself to be a lifelong learner. I love to read. I love to learn new things. So just a few examples of, of what I do. I, I read business magazines. Um, my favorite is Fast Company. I read that cover to cover uh, every time it comes out. And it just gives me a sense of what's going on um, not necessarily in electronics, but in the wider market, what sort of trends are happening. Uh, and I find that really helpful. And then specifically for New England, I read the Boston Business Journal. Yeah, uh, That comes out regularly. And I, I read that. It lets me know what companies are being bought, sold, who's, who's making an investment in a new warehouse, who's getting venture capital funding. Uh, really interesting, specific to our market. And then, you know, as far as learning the, the skills that are specific to our industry, I really rely on the ERA. So the Electronic Representative Association for me um, yeah. is extremely important. So I'm a member of our local chapter here in New England and also participate in, in uh, national events, especially the, uh, the, the ERA conference, which happens in uh, February of each year. Um, it's a really, really great way to learn best practices, learn from your fellow reps around the country, uh, and I think that's a, a great way to, to keep your education continual. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I, I've been to the year a couple of times now, and it's just, it's an amazing conference. And it sells out really quickly, right? So be sure to have yeah, a ticket. It, <laughs> it's really, uh, really incredible how much it's grown in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Every time I leave, I come back and I've got a whole list of new things that I want to try. I feel energized and um and inspired by some of the speakers and some of the, the other reps that I've spoken to. So it's great. And I think, you know, as reps, we have a tendency to be uh, a little bit isolated because we're working individually on our own territories. But when you can plug into that bigger uh, industry and see that there are other uh, reps all around the country who are, who are working on the same types of problems, it's, it's really encouraging and yeah. I find it helpful. Yeah, then you don't feel alone, right? 
It's like, okay, I'm exactly. not the only yeah. one. Yeah. And it's easier nobody, to ask and say, feel alone. <laughs> no, no, but, but it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes, right. To say, oh, I have a question, right. Oh, this is my challenge. And, and then suddenly when you hear right. somebody else saying, oh my God, I'm facing the same. Um, yep. Suddenly you're like, oh, can we talk, right. Can we chat and, and, and get some brainstorming yeah. going on. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing is that we're all part of a, a great industry. Yeah. I mean, our industry is, is growing. There's no end in sight. Um, the, the technology that's coming out uh, the next few years with a lot of uh, autonomous vehicles and, and uh, electric vehicles um, and cloud computing. And there's just so much going on that we can we can get involved with. Robotics is a really big one here in New England. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's kind of fun and it's, it, it's great to be part of an industry that's growing so much. It is. It is. So um, I want to go a little bit back because we talked about communication, right? That that's a really important skill set. So can you address some other skill set that's also important um, and necessary to have or actually to develop um, right now? Yeah, I think um, so. You mentioned communication, incredibly important uh, listening yeah. both to your customer and to your colleagues. So that's all part of communication. But other skill sets, um, I would say, is it, it, it's important that you learn what the, your value proposition is to your customers, because I think it's changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah. The value that we bring them is not the same value that we bring them today. Okay. Because, you know, it's obvious that they can get so much information online and through other means that they don't need us any, anymore for that specific information. But there's other value that we bring that's that's crucial, and they need it. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the you, and each customer might be a little different, but the ability to know a customer and understand what it is that's of value to them and how to bring it, that's a skill set that I think is critical for for our uh, field sales role, um, because each customer needs something a little bit different. Yeah. And I think when they have a problem and they reach out with the problem. That's really where you can make a big difference. If you if you act quickly and bring a solution very um, quickly and effectively when they really need it, then you've set the stage for future communication. You're building the trust, and I think that that's where you can really uh, you can really grow your business without account. But that's yeah. a challenge, you know, figuring out what that value proposition is these days. Yeah. No. It, it and the listening is is so important. Um, mm -hmm. so you don't just sit there and saying, oh, me, 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 right. Or us, 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 <laughs> you have really have to, to sit in and, and listen to what is their challenge. Um, so you can be there at that, at that right point, right. Um, to, 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 exactly. to help them out. Okay. So, um, what, what about the, uh, how to, how to reach if it's a new customer you're reaching out to. So you were saying before, right? You said, "Hey, yeah, you know, pick up the phone, right? It's easier. You get you get through all these emails, right? You get there faster." Um, but if you're reaching like a new customer, how do how do you approach them right now? Yeah, so uh, that's that's a great question and something we're always trying to do better at. So in the past few years, we as a rep firm have made a big investment in marketing. So if you would ask me a few years ago what we were doing for marketing, it really wasn't much. Yeah, uh, and these days we've come a long way. So we now have someone on our team who has a marketing background, and she runs our website, she runs our LinkedIn page, and she does really a wonderful job. So I think it's all about repeated um, touches with the customer, where you letting you're letting them know who we are and yeah. what we have to 
offer that's beneficial to them. And it, it, it may take a number of times where they see, oh, here's who they are, here's what they have to offer before they you know, will, will really make the connection and reach out when they have a need. So I think part of that is marketing, right? Yeah. Just getting in front of the customer so they know you, they know what you have to offer. And then when they do have a problem, like I said, you, you have to jump on that very quickly, handle it really, really well. Um, and then, you know, there, there are lots of tools these days that we didn't have before. LinkedIn is a great one. I'm on it every day, yeah. uh, researching customers, reading about my customers. Where did they work before? Uh, what are even, what are some of their interests potentially might, that might be on there? Uh, what can we learn about the customer before we meet them? So that all really helps. Um, and I think customers are less willing to jump on the phone until they know you. Yeah. So you might be reliant on email until uh, they really build up that trust level. And then you yeah. can pick up the phone. Hopefully they'll pick up. Yeah. But marketing has become more important to reps than ever before, I think. Yeah. Oh, I like that, you know, because I think it's been taking years for the reps to figure out, right, that it's not just the the manufacturer, right, or the principal that's saying, oh, you know, you have to handle that. So um, I think yeah. you are you will be in front of a you will you will be a front runner by by actually have invested um, in in that growth path. Well, we're we're trying, and and what we our goal really is for us to understand the marketing goals of each of our principals and take them customize them for our particular market yeah and make sure that 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 that, that uh, message is being carried down so we do we do a lot of joint marketing where we take some content that was developed by our principal we add our own spin to it based on the market that we have here in New England yeah. and then we publish it as a joint marketing piece where they're seeing the Norris name and they're also seeing the name of our principal and just building that brand recognition over time I think goes a long way yeah yeah. So have the expectations back to the to the principals or the manufacturers, how how have that you know what they should deliver to you on on that marketing platform? Has that changed or is it been, you know, you've been working together on it, so it's just been evolved over the last couple of years? Well, I think I think we're putting more pressure on them to create good content. Yeah. Uh, which is I think a good thing because now we're going to them and say, hey, what do you have for this? What do you have for that? We'd like to do a marketing campaign related to this market or that market. Yeah. And it sort of pushes them to develop some of that. Yeah. And some principles are better at it than others. But I think the fact that now we're much more proactive around marketing, um, it's, it's, it's putting some good pressure, I think, on our principles yeah. to kind of pay a little bit more attention to it. Because we, what we try to do is, is go to a customer with a uh, a new product that we really think is a good fit. Yeah. Hey, here's a new product. We really think you'd like it. It would help you for these reasons. You know. So we try to be very targeted about what we go to our customers with. Yeah. Again, back to the value proposition. Yeah. No, it's it's spot on. It's spot on. Um, back to the where you said you know you, you it works right picking up that phone. Has there been anything else where you look at yourself and saying, oh, I actually changed some of my habits or how I'm outgoing when I talk to customer? Have you changed over the last couple of years? Um, I would say there's well, I I would say we're better at at looking at data because we have so much data available to us now. Yeah. And it's almost overwhelming and yeah. we're getting better and better all the time at using it and and leveraging it to to drive value. 
But I think when you're talking to a customer, the more you've studied that data and understand kind of what they're doing by by what they're buying and how many of of what and you if you if you kind of do some analysis and then you go to the customer and you've kind of put together a picture of what what they're doing just based on their their purchasing habits which I'm not sure that we really had the tools to do that in the past and so that's one thing that's helpful you yeah. can go to them and you're a lot more educated than you were before because you're able to see so much uh, of what they've they've been buying so that's one thing and the other thing I think is just um, just understanding that they are working hybrid yeah, and they're not in the office every single day. And so that changes things. Uh, the expectation that you could, you can set a meeting with them in two days and, and that they'll be there. It just doesn't work that way anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, we love face-to-face -face meetings. That's the Holy grail. We're always trying to get face-to-face -face with customers, but virtual meetings are, are really great. I mean, they can be really productive and they can be helpful too. So I think, yeah. um, just giving the customer the leeway to decide whether they wanted to be face-to-face -face or virtual. Yeah. Not about what we want, it's about what, what's going to be best for them. Yeah, so listening in, you know, what, what they need, right? And and what their problem is. Yeah. I also think with, with the with the virtual meetings, sometimes you can get some of the, the first initial questions that can help you to that second meeting that could be in person, right? Um, will yeah. actually be much better and bring much more value. Um, but it all depends um that's yeah. that's how it is um if somebody's yeah. new to the industry what what kind of advice would you would you give them now that we talked about different skill set what you've learned you know everything else but if you have to advise give an advice to somebody what will that be i think that um continual learning is incredibly important invest in in yourself and your education um and just try to learn as much as you can network wherever you can, try to get to know as many people uh, at many different companies and different levels is really important. And um, I guess the, my advice would just be to stick with it. And you know, there's yeah. gonna be good days, bad days, and and, uh, and that's, that's true of every job, but uh, you just, my philosophy is you, you just keep getting up and you do the best you can, you work hard all day, um, and you try to be kind along the way. And if you can do that, then uh, it, it can be really rewarding. So just hang in there through uh, the challenges, what I would say to someone new to the industry. Yeah, oh, that's a good advice. It's 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 the, I think the networking as well is really important. Um, and, and again, there's so many people and then it's still a small industry sometimes, right? When we actually right. meet at these different conferences and stuff like that. Um, yep. looking back, you know, if you had, you know, Adam, if you have to like, give yourself an advice, if you look back like 10 years ago, what will that be? Yeah, good question. I think, I think that as I've gotten older, I've learned to control the things that I can control and to let the rest go. Um, because I, I think when you're younger, you spend a lot of time worrying about things that you really don't have any control over. So yeah. focus on yeah. things that you can control and do the best you can to control them. Um, and, and don't worry about the rest of it because there's nothing you can do about it. So I think that would be my advice to my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> it's always easy after, right? Just to say, you know, this is what I should do. But when you're in it, yeah. right, it's, it's always like, oh, so much going on. But no, I like it. You know, it's, it's make sure, right? What actually, again, what brings value, right? 
Yeah. And I, uh, I think the only other thing I would say as far as advice, advice to my younger self would be um, try to set goals at a micro level, right? I, when I start out a week, I try to think, okay, what do I need to do this morning to make yeah. it a really good morning? What are the three things that would make this a great morning? And then the afternoon, what are the two or three things that would make it a great afternoon? And if you could do those things, at the end of the day, you've had a great day. Yeah. And if you can do that again and again, pretty soon the week's over and you've had a good week. Yeah. So, you know, rather than be overwhelmed by this huge goal that you're trying to accomplish the year and all these targets and all these metrics that we all have, just focus on, you know, the next few hours, the next few days ahead and how can you... Um, really do the things that are going to move the needle so that would be yeah. the other other piece. other one so i i have I, i really like that i actually have i think you can call it somebody call it also like eat the frog right so if you have different tasks for a week and the one that's the most difficult that you will maybe push to the end to the end to the end right if yep. you start on that yep. one the feeling that you actually accomplished, right? That one just gives you the boost and the energy to go and saying, oh, no, it's like, it's so easy with all the other ones. And we all have them, right? We have the easy task and we have the more complex task. Um, yep. so, so that's that's how I would as well start with the one that's the most challenging, um, even if you then split it up as well or cut it up, um, that it just gives you that energy. Yeah, that's great. Yep, the old eat the frog. I think that's uh, Mark Twain that said that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. But I've just seen it, but I like it, right? Because it's just, yeah, take, get get started in a good way. So that's my recommendation. Yep. Um, yep. If if some of the listeners want to to connect with you, how can, how can they reach out to you? Um, well, through email or, or LinkedIn, I would say. Yeah. Uh, my email address is, uh, I guess, will be posted. Yeah somewhere or i can you want me to say it now yeah, or? just say it and then i will make sure also to sure. put it in the in the notes sounds good so my email is ad anderson at norris i'm sorry it's a anderson at norrisrep.com sorry a anderson at norrisrep.com that's good thank you sorry okay don't worry about that okay so i'll, I'll put it in the um, recording notes and i will also put it on the episode page on mindinnovation.com don't worry sounds right good. you know you'll I'm be easy on LinkedIn as well so. yeah I'll make sure to put that as well. So Adam, thank you so much. Um, I think this was great. And what I really, really like here is like the, the whole value proposition. I think that is so important and also how to listen to customers. And the last one is my takeaway is also, you know, you're saying pick up that phone and actually make that human contact. That's how that's it's like the last mile, right? To get a little bit more connected and the urgency with your customers. Definitely. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. It's been great awesome if you like mind innovation don't forget to subscribe rate and share the show wherever you get your podcast you can follow Senna Vinding and mind innovation on instagram linkedin and youtube and make sure to check out mindinnovation.com stay curious and keep learning see you next time